Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What are you guys doing here? What are you doing here? Wait, are you doing a podcast right now? Welcome to the Robin Holly Show podcast. All In is out now, and we're right. having an album release party, man. So you, are you pumped or what? Oh, I'm so grateful that it's out. It's been a... Uh, great time getting it going and I'm having a wonderful time with the all in album have since the beginning of it. I started writing it and then uh, I started writing more and then I wrote like 30 songs or so for it. And we picked 16 because I 15 just wasn't good enough. (laughs) Wait, so when does it start? Like how long has it been from the time that you're like, okay, um, this is when I'm starting to write the album to today. Like what is the length? About a year and a half. And that was a little long. It was a little extended. It's usually not that long, but you know, COVID kept delaying things because of the pandemic and, you know, couldn't do this or couldn't do that. Or we had to restructure this or that for whatever reason, but it was actually great for me because, you know, it just gave me extra time to do things the way I wanted to and really put the collection together the way that I felt most comfortable, which uh, now is, is wonderful and, and great uh, with this album. And I did everything I wanted to do with it and got everything I wanted done with it. And, um, and it, there was no, there was no rush constrictive, you know, uh, time restraints or anything. Yeah. How do you, how hard is it to narrow down those 30 songs though? Do you have other people helping you out with the, that process or is it all on you? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's on me, but I have my wife first cause she's a, first person who gets to hear him and then Chris Lacey my head of A&R at Warner Brothers and then you know there are a couple other people that get to get to have some you know say so if, if I ask really kind of thing but uh, I'm a pretty open book I mean I, I'm not one of these artists that, that says I'm doing this and y'all are listening and this is what I'm doing I just I, I'm not 19 anymore so I don't I don't I don't have <laughs> to be that way um you know it's like I'm real comfortable with making albums I'm grateful for the opportunity not everybody gets this opportunity at this level and this magnitude so yeah. um, you know, I'm on my fourth one for Warner Brothers which is an amazing feat for anybody and uh it's it's an easy it's an easy process to answer your question I mean I just write the songs and deliver them and then we just kind of collectively as a group we just pick what we like the best and pick what we think we could you know live without kind of thing and and uh, and that's how we make albums. It's pretty it's pretty simple format, you know. And I win either way. I mean, I, it's because I'm a writer on all of them, except on this album, I did cut one outside song that my buddy Eric Church wrote. But that's a whole other thing. Um, other than that, you know, I win either way. I, it's, if I write them and I'm producing them, what's the big deal? You know, it's just uh, just pick the best ones over over the others. And not to say that they're not all great. I mean, but you know, some are better than others. 
we wanted to talk about the Eric Church song because we actually talked to him again yesterday and he said that he would never do the process of how he did his last album, which is where yeah. he wrote the song in the morning. Can you tell us about this song with Eric Church? You said he wrote it. Yeah. You, me and the river, right? Yeah. He's wild, isn't he? He's, he is so, he's so yeah. blatantly, blatantly honest. It, that's why we get along so well. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I was in, well, first of all, let me get to the beginning of our friendship in a nutshell. We were, we were both invited by Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top to come and do a tribute to the troops last year to which we did at the, at the Opry House um, for a special television taping. It was a wonderful event for our great country and our great veterans. Um, we showed up there. I don't think either of us knew that either of us were gonna be there. And we really didn't know each other at the time other than just, hey, how's it going? You know, kind of thing backstage at an award show, which is very canned and not personable, you know? And so um, we were up there. And so it was a great time to really connect over music which is what happened. And obviously we had an iconic legend in between us, which was amazing. We were sort of leading the stage, if you will. And um, that's where it kind of all started. Uh, church said, hey, we should go fishing sometime. And I said, sure, that'd be great. And so a couple of days later, I actually heard from him and he's like, hey, let's go. And uh, would you like to come? So I did. And we went fishing and we fished from like sun up to sundown. And that was a great day. And it was a great start to a friendship and we got along great and it was wonderful. Um, Fast forward a few months, I was landing <clears throat> actually from a fishing trip in Whitefish, Montana, and I landed back in Nashville with Kelly and um, the kids, and it was 3.45 in the morning, I'll never forget it, and I get this text message, the only text I got that pinged through was church, and it was not that not that long before we landed, so I mean, it was like in the wee hours of the morning, it's a weird time to send a message, and um, I get this text with this voice memo on it, and it's Eric Church playing a work tape and it says this is a kind of dark and out there but I thought you might like it see what you think and I'm thinking okay so before I even listen I'm thinking is he pitching me a song or like he knows I'm a songwriter but or is he is he I don't know like we're friends now is he like I don't know I'm getting gonna, your you know should I compliment him or like what do yeah. you do <laughs> so and so I'm thinking all right so whatever I just cleared my head and I listened to the song and I was like dang I love that um so I thought, well, let's just pretend he was pitching me this as a songwriter to an artist. And I just hit him back and I said, I love this. Why don't we do a duet? <laughs> just threw it out there. And uh, immediately, I, we weren't even taxied in yet. And he hit me back. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Let's do it. So I was at like, like 4 a.m. Yeah, at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I got to do it with Eric Church. I told Kelly, she's like, what? So um, that's how that came together. I know it's wild. And so we got in the studio together. We co-produced the song together. We cut it live with the band right there in the same room. Um, just a piece of glass in between us, you know, singing it. And it was just wild how that all went down. And then this past uh, week before the album uh, hit, we shot a video for You, Me, and the River. You know, same thing. It was amazing, the process for that. And I'm so glad everybody's loving it. And like, it's like a movie. Um, it's awesome. And uh, and it's scary. Thank you. It's scary as heck. I mean, you know, <laughs> burying Eric Church was not easy to do. Okay. It was like a, I freaked me out, y'all. I mean, I I was, he's like, throw some dirt on my face. I'm like, I just not, I can't do that, man. He's like, no, really. I was like, all right. He's like, no, nah. a little bit more. I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> that was crazy. Awkward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it was really cool, though. And it was all his idea. And, you know, we had a great director, Reed, who he works with on, on videos in the past. And I know that was a lot in a little bit, but 
Eric's been a great friend. And uh, fast forward from that session, he, again, he sent me another thing. I was elk hunting in Colorado in the Rockies, my little boy, and like 545 in the morning, a weird time to get a message. I guess he was like traveling or something, but he sent me this half done song and a little work tape of it. He's like, what do you think? So uh, I listened to that. It was a, literally just a verse and the start of a chorus. And I loved it. I said, so I just threw it out there again. I thought, what is, what's the worst you could say? No. I said, um, I love this. Why don't we co-write it? Why don't you let me finish it? Yeah. So that's where Flag on the Wall came from. And ah. uh, pretty awesome, did, man. Pretty did awesome. he? Uh, did you ask him what he was doing at uh, three in the morning when you were on the plane, though? Yeah, I think each time he was riding the bus, like on tour, and that's yeah. kind of his space, you know? And so, right. um, and doing his thing. And it, it's just the difference in, you know, certain people like different, different strokes for different folks. I mean, getting to know Eric a little more, I, I, I think he, you know, spends a good bit of time. He's got a cool bus. I think he spends a good bit of time, him and his wife and their family. That's how they like to do things. And for me, as I've told you before, I, I, I prefer to just zoom in and zoom out. That's hence is I don't even have a bus anymore. I just fly, but it's, it's, I'll tell you either way, it was one, it's two of the greatest accomplishments of my career and they were so organic. I didn't have to try for them. It wasn't like a weird beating down a door type scenario. It was just like yeah. a friendship was culminated and um, and then a friendship grew. And then it was, and it was all, it's the, the most cool part about it. It was all built around music, which is how it should be. And it was such a natural thing. And um, even with, you know, even with my duet with, with Travis on this record, Travis Tritt, it was the same thing. People ask a lot, do you, do, is it weird, you know, asking, you know, so-and-so for this or that. And I'm thinking, no, I mean, First of all, Eric Church is like the most normal guy, the most normal that you'll ever meet. Luke Bryan, same way, normal dude. Dirk Bentley, normal dude. Mm -hmm. Normal people um, just living their lives. They just have a cool lifestyle, you know, just happens to be their job. Same with me. Um, and same with Travis. I just reached out to Travis when I wrote Things You Can't Live Without. And I was I was joking with David Lee Murphy, one of my co-writers. I was like, bro, um, I'm going to get Travis on this. Just watch. And he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. So <laughs> I, hit, I hit Travis and I was like, would you consider doing a duet? And he's like, sure, I consider it. Send me the song, send it to him. Same thing. Um, he's hit me right back. Hell yeah, Hoss, I'd love to do it. So that's how the Travis Tritt duet happened. And that's how a lot of this album happened. I just, you know, whether it be with co-writers or collaborators or whatever, you just, you don't know until you ask. And if you ask, sometimes you can really succeed in a big yeah. way. You, you say, it's funny that you, by the way, you say that this, all these people are normal, but you guys are normal, but exceptional humans, exceptional <laughs> musicians as well. Just, I, we should note that um, if Eric churches, it seems like his creative time is obviously in the middle of the night. What is your peak, your peak creativity, like period? What works for you? My, that see, mine's polar opposite. Mine is not that I, I, I don't really sleep because I've, have kids, uh, but it's like finally excuse, but my kids, you know, it's like I'm, I've constantly got a set of knees or an elbow in my back or something at nighttime. So like, I don't ever get to sleep, which is a, again, it's like a 50, 50 beautiful thing to have, you know, yes. kids want to be near you. But anyway, the bottom line is my peak creative time. I like to get up early and be creative and I like to be done well before lunch. Like <clears throat> it's really hard to get me into a songwriting mode or to a session mode or anything. Um, afternoon I have too much going on in the day and I have I have a lot of normal people activities that I enjoy you know sometimes a hell of a lot more than music on some occasions but you know music is my lifeblood it's just what I do it's who I am it's part of my fabric yeah. um, therefore I have to have other things that 
or I wouldn't be able to make music like I do. I'll put it like that. Yeah. If I didn't have hunting, fishing, Kelly, my kids, arrowhead hunting, deer hunting, turkey hunting, fishing, whatever it may be, uh, if I didn't have those things, I, I wouldn't be able to write the kind of songs that I do and, uh, yeah. and, and have the kind of um, emotional capacity. I know that's a little deep, but it's the truth to do the kind of artistry that I do and the songs that I write and perform. And, you know, people say like all the time uh, that I'm like Jekyll and Hyde, like when I'm on stage, I'm one person. And when I'm off stage, I'm a totally different person. I'm the same nice guy, but I, I am polar opposite on stage. I'm performing and entertaining and I'm, I'm the most bombastically outward going person ever. When I'm off stage, I'm pretty introverted. I like to, you know, I rarely talk on the phone. I rarely text message. I don't, I don't do social media off the stage unless it has to do with work. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty strict to work. Um, other than that, I'm, I just like to hunt and fish and spend time with my family and ride my tractor and, and drive around in my farm truck and smoke cigars. And <laughs> I, I, I basically live the country boy can survive lifestyle. Hell yeah. On a basis, you know, and that's why you got the halfway to crazy tour going on. And, uh, Actually, the last, I think the last time you were in town, I thought it was really cool. Uh, our friends from the Family Tradition Band opened up for you, and you yeah. brought up Billy Hamlin, the uh, the fiddle player, on stage to jam with you. I thought that was so cool. Well, I thought that was cool, too, and I appreciate you saying that. It was, yeah. here's why. It was a great crowd. You know, it, that was one of those particular shows that was just kind of getting back in from the COVID thing, so people were a little bit like, should we or should we not, or what can we do or what can we not? So, you know, it was a, it was a wonderful night is what I'm getting at. And the venue was so nice to people. And it just felt, it was a beginning to feel normal again. And it felt really good. And, and, um, and obviously there are local fans favorite and, and, and people really respect them and love them. I could tell. And, but the, just the nice things that they said about me on stage, you know, you, I have been a support act for many people when I'm not headlining, even sometimes now still playing in front of an act that's had a couple of hits more than me or what, just whatever the case may be. And, you know, there's a, there's a reverence and a respect to that most of the time, but some people lose that along the way. Those guys didn't lose that. And as a matter of fact, they accentuated that, which I thought was just an amazing thing. You just don't see too often. And whenever somebody shows me the love or shows me the respect like that, and it's unprompted, that makes a person like me want to give it back tenfold. Yeah. Now, I wasn't like, oh, hey, guys, let me pat you on the back and bring you up here and make a spectacle <laughs> of it. No, it was a very natural thing. I mean, it yeah. just, they're really good. So, no, you may, I mean. And you, they're good you, guys, too. Yeah, yeah you you're may, a Kurt Warner, they're, yeah. They're really good musicians. And so I like the fiddle. I didn't have a fiddle at the time. So I thought, yeah. I'm going to bring this guy up here. And they were, and, and again, they were so complimentary of everything that I was you know, about to do, um, when I, before my show. And I just thought that was very kind. And I, anyway, it just hit my heart. And sometimes I'm a, I'm a bird of a different feather and, and, you know, a sort of a Palomino of sorts. I do things different than most people. And I, one of the things that I do always is follow my heart and I follow what I feel like is God speaking to me. And, and you got to watch for those signs or you'll dismiss them. And, um, yeah. I've gotten really cognizant of, of paying attention to those little moments because those little moments are bigger than, any award or any accolade or anything those little moments are the ones that make life matter in my opinion yeah and you've made a lot of long lasting memories for fans for them i saw billy's that's billy's profile picture on his facebook is you and him on stage so <laughs> awesome dude yeah we're all I'm excited glad. i mean it was a great it was a great moment and i appreciate that and they, they frankly they deserve it they're really good so that's absolutely it. yeah that was cool um when you 
are writing this album, I heard so many songs that I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait to hear that one live. That one's going to be, oh, I can picture you doing everything on stage with this one. When you're writing songs, are you thinking about, okay, when I perform this live or I have to do this one because this one's going to be great to perform live? Is that- That's all all I'm thinking of. Yeah. Unlike most people. Um, You know, some people have different theories on that. Some people say, oh, well, if it's a hit, it's a hit, it's a hit, it'll go over live. Not really. I mean- Honestly, I mean, Fix a Drink is a massive number one, but I remember in the early days of playing Fix a Drink before really anybody, they only knew me for Buy Me a Boat at the time. And, you know, my diehards before that knew me for a, a couple of obscure top 40 songs. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're talking about a couple thousand as to multiple, multitudes of thousands, yeah. um, millions and hundreds of thousands. But I totally disagree with that mindset. I write for my fans and my fans like entertainment so yeah um, that's what I've always done it for and then thankfully I've, I've been able to thanks to you guys I've been able to garner the radio play and and, and the streaming and everything else uh, because of that and uh, and I'm grateful for it and it's a two-way street I mean without you guys it doesn't get to the fans and without the fans it doesn't get to you know how it goes yeah but I write songs from my heart and I just write them for what I think they should feel like and yes I'm always thinking how cool could the video be and how good is this going to go over live and a lot of times I'll write a song and I'll get done and I'll go I know right off the bat, I'm not going to cut that, you know, but Hey, that's good. That's good news because, you know, for instance, I wasn't, nothing inside of me was going to cut love this life, but everything inside of low cash was going to cut that. And it's a great live song for them. And for me, it's a great live song, but it's their song. And, um, and at the moment in time, you know, it's like, just, I don't know, just was more theirs than me. So I, I try to always picture how's this going to go over live. And sometimes I can already tell that a song is probably going to just lay there and be a dud. So I don't cut that song. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to halfway to crazy. I was like, Oh, I love this song. It was that, that one's like my favorite. I Thanks. think out of I all the ones featuring red Akins, as you probably saw in the credits there. And, and, uh, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's you, me and the river with Eric church, um, the things you can't live without with Travis Strait, and then halfway to crazy featuring red Akins. And the feature comes from, um, <clears throat> you know, I just wanted to change that and make it a, I guess the word, use the word feature on behalf that we're, we're friends for a long time. He's a great artist and songwriter. Um, and also he's the one who sang the demo because I was on the road touring. So he sang the original demo and then I was going to put my voice on it later and just see what happens, see if we liked it. And I heard him saying, I was like, dang, that sounds like a smash and dang, he sounds so good on it. So um, I'm going to do my vocal. Then I'm going to have him come and put backgrounds on it and feature him as an artist um, again on it. So that's how that kind of rolled. And I love that song too. Thank you. Hey, um, real quick before we go, uh, you're talking about a lot of different collabs, and I saw a, a post that you did with Kid Rock. It said, good friends, good times, new music. This dude has been there for me anytime I've ever called upon him. Yeah. But but uh, but but there's no there's no Kid Rock on here. What's going on with that? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, sometimes those collaborations come um, <clears throat> musically, and sometimes they come visually, and that just happened to be a visual uh, concept. So I mean, that was for the video. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, you know, some of these, you know, some of my friendships in the business, they, they, they constitute not having any um, creative working relationship as far as songs are concerned, at least not yet. Now, me and King Rock have been talking for five years that we're going to do a song together and write some songs together or whatever, sing together here. And we've, we've joined each other a few times for buy me a boat or whatever it may be for fun, you know? Um, But as far as collaborating, we're just buddies. I mean, we're friends and, 
we've only ever really just been pals. And that's that I think that is equally as cool. And so for Cold Beer Truth, which is one of my favorite songs in this album, and we shot the video for, I wanted to include some of my really close friends, as well as my family. So of course, my wife, my kids, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, like people that I hang out with on the reg. And then um, some of my local buddies, my farm buddies and my hunting buddies. And then, you know, some of my more famous friends, Johnny Morse, the, the founder of Bass Pro Shops, who's one of my best family friends, one of my top three best friends. Richard Childress is a great friend of mine, of course, the head of the number three dynasty with Dale Earnhardt and the whole thing. And um, and then Kid Rock. And I just literally was thinking, I, I'm not the kind of guy who goes, I'm not, I'm not searching for clout. I don't care about that. I collaborate with Eric Church because it's natural. It's the yeah. thing to do. And it feels right. I collaborate with Travis or whoever it may be, with McGraw in the past or Blake Shelton, because it's natural. It's not a weird thing. I don't do it for the namesake, you know? And so I don't, I didn't invite Kid Rock for press or namesake or pictures or nothing. He's just a friend of mine. His mutual friends were going to be there anyway. And I thought he may be free on a Tuesday. I'm going to invite Bob. So um, I texted him. I was like, would you like to come be in the video? All of our buddies are going to be in it too. And he was like, sure. What time? I mean, just like, you know, it wasn't yeah. like, <laughs> it was just like um yeah no problem bro i'll see you at uh 10 o'clock in the morning that's you know? cool and i was like cool i'll have you out by 11 snip snap see you and we just sat there and it was a great actually it was a great time to catch up and just talk like friends do and and uh you know when he's around me he calls me grandpa you can confirm that with him if you ever like <laughs> wait a second why does he call you you're, grandpa? you're a lot younger than yeah. he is though i believe yeah. he calls me oh grandpa's coming again uh, because <laughs> because he knows that I don't party hard and um, he, he freaking calls me grandpa. Cause I go to bed early in his world and um, I go to bed early and you know, I just, I, I frankly, I live a, and not that he doesn't, he trust me, he's a great dude, but I live a, I live a really wholesome lifestyle. You know, it's like me and Kelly and the kids and I'm going to the ballpark tonight, that kind of thing, yeah. you know? So it's like between, between shows, I do what I do on stage and you know, I'm off stage again, the Jekyll and Hyde thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at the umpire at the, at the baseball right. park. You know? So <laughs> walking around in my overalls. Uh, so is he, by the way, but yeah. no, he calls me grandpa. Cause one night he was over, he was over um, at my house during Christmas time. And it was like one o'clock in the morning and I was really tired and i don't drink and i was like and i was like i'm really tired he's like no hey let's go to waffle house and i was like no <laughs> let's not go to waffle house he's like no really let's go to waffle house and i was like no he's like seriously dude here's what we're gonna do here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna get a rolls royce i'm gonna have it brought down here to the house this is a true story i have it brought down here to the house and we're just going to pick us up. We're going to go to Waffle House. And then we're going to go downtown to Lower Broadway to my bar. And I was like, bro, I ain't going. I'm going <laughs> and so, hey, but it was, it, that's just, you know, it's a great buddy story, right? And yeah. uh, we were just hamming it up. But anyway, we ended up hugging on the front porch and he went to bed and I went to bed. I think he went to bed. I don't know. I went to bed. And, um, he snuck out. He snuck yeah, out. That's what another, one, <laughs> quick, another one that involves me and Travis real quick is so me and Travis, um, we're playing the Opry one night together at Travis Tritt and we were playing, we were all just happened to be on the Opry. So I get this text message from Kid Rock and it's like, Hey, uh, I'm coming out to see Travis tonight. I noticed you're on the bill. Want to see you, bro. I'm like, cool. Just stop by at such and such dressing room and number one or two or whatever I was in that night and, and come see me. All right, cool. So then I leave just like 
grandpa. I leave my phone in the truck. I don't even think about it. It didn't even cross my mind to take yeah. my phone in my pocket because I'm going to play. So and I got my wife there. So it's like, everybody's good. And uh, I get out to my phone afterward and I finally check it. I'm halfway home. And I'm like, oh, crap. So and Kirok never came to my dressing room. So I'm thinking, well, he's probably didn't make it. So uh, I get halfway home and we're at like the Brentwood exit, which is like one exit away from our house. And never forget it at the Waffle House exit, actually. And and I get this text message, bro, I'm at your dressing room. What the F, you know? And I'm like, oh, man, no. I'm like, I'm so sorry, bro. I'm I'm already home. He's like, well, I can just picture him doing this. I mean, well, I mean, I'm just saying you could come down and have a late night breakfast with me if you want at my diner. And, I'm, <laughs> and I love the guy to death. I really do. He's been there for me a lot of times. I mean, he's the reason I got my Bass Pro deal. I mean, he is the reason he, he bridged that gap. I, I owe him a lot. Our friendship is amazing. Um, but, and I said, all right. So I looked at Kelly and she said, yep, we're going. You've told him no too many times and we're going. And he's been a good friend. So we turned around and we had the, we had the best time. And, you know, I got to say that people think he's rowdy and he is, uh, but, but aren't we all in some way or shape yeah. or form? He is the coolest, most caring person. One of the best I've been around. And, uh, it was a great late night breakfasty kind of steak and eggs dinner with me and Travis Tritt and Kid Rock and my wife, our wives. And it was like yeah. totally normal. Um, <laughs> it's like a bunch of grandpas sitting around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I said, he, said, he said, oh, I walked in. He goes, oh, grandpa decided to join us. <laughs> I think it's funny that he, he is <clears throat> an actual grandpa himself, though. Yeah, I know. Right? I forget. I we all forget that. It's so funny. But uh, <laughs> but you ask about why not on the record? I don't know. We we just never have made that cross. You know, yeah, that was just my when I saw that not picture yet, at first. Yeah. It was my interpretation that that it, there was going to be because it said new music, and I was like, ooh, maybe there's because we're you know we're big fans as well. So of course, but, um, we just we just decided to flip off cameras and they're like Chris Jansen and Kid Rock that day. And, do this and um and put on the show meanwhile we're just in there chilling hanging out with a bunch of farmers and, and our buddies uh, a bunch of our hunting buddies but i think we might collaborate somewhere down the line i hope we do and um you know just uh maybe something laid back in country or something old school 70s grand funk kind of vibe. yeah, yeah. Really i cool. think so. i i think the takeaway though that we can hear is that if if you need a good influence friend it, it is chris jansen if you want that bad influence friend it, it <laughs> It's Bob. It's Kid Rock. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, I think he would be proud to take that role. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it's wonderful. It's like I, people ask. They do ask a lot. They say like, you know, I see a lot of pictures with you and this so and so. It's so and so. Who's like the most normal people? I can tell you that some of the most normal guys that I'm that I'm proud to call friends would be Kid Rock, would be uh, Travis Tritt, would be Eric Church, big time, would be Luke Bryan, big time, Dirk Bentley's amazing friend. And, uh, you know, people that I feel like I could call if I really needed to, if I needed them or needed to, um, you know, have help on the side of the road. Those yeah, well, you know, that's 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 why we all got into this country thing is because I think it's the most out of all the other genres that we're, we're just we're just real people. And we it doesn't that's really right. change whether you become super popular or wealthy or whatever it is. It seems right. everyone's got that got their head on straight. <laughs> that's right. And all those guys I just mentioned, I can tell you firsthand personally. You know, there's something to be said for good job. And then there's something to be said when somebody messages you and says, I'm really proud of you or really proud for you. That means that they care a little bit more than just, hey, the typical, hey, good, good job today. Um, and all of those guys along the way have said that personally multiple times. And I 
I don't forget things like that. I'm like an iron box when it comes to who my friends are and who my acquaintances are. And those, are, awesome. those are some good friends of mine. Well, well uh, we really appreciate you taking a bunch of time with us and uh, we're excited for the new album to be out. Yeah, all in. And uh, you guys make sure you encourage people to stream it and buy it, download it. And uh, can't wait to hear more of these songs on the radio stations. I, I feel like we got a, a slap full of, of hits and fun positivity on this album, you know, and uh, I just hope that people take away a little bit of that and remember how blessed they are to be alive and how blessed they are to hear you guys and, and just to have good people on air talking to them and and uh, what a what an amazing thing it is to be free and and to have air in our lungs and getting back into the into the world that feels a, a bit normal with live concerts again and and uh, and good music and and big blessings all around. Amen, Thanks, brother. Chris. Thanks, Yay. Chris. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You, you too. too. Talk to you Thank later. You. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Rob and Holly Show podcast. Follow us at Robin Holly Show and listen weeknights on Odyssey Country and the free Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.